this thing. No title again. Is it rolling, Bob? over to the uh, road trek just to do that so you could have your starting bell or I could depends how you look at it yeah it is it is it is it is it is a Tuesday it is uh, June 22nd it is about four in the afternoon and I am in Inver Huron Provincial Park here on the shores of Lake Huron, Ontario. And uh, I'm just about to have the first sip of my second beer. Got that? I I got off to a slow start. I mean, I left on time. It was quite wonderful. Uh, 10 o'clock, 10.15 out of the house, 10.30, leaving the uh, filling station right up the street from me with a full tank of gas, $100 on the nose. I just kept clicking, clicking, clicking until it turned to 100 And um, three hours later and a little bit, here we are. It's a lovely park. Uh, it's quiet. It, it's like Ontario parks. A lot of trees, fair amount of privacy, you know, and that's good. Um, I'm not on the water. Of course, a lot of those premium sites would have been booked far earlier. I did see a couple, uh, number 76, just walking past. Uh, anyway, when I arrived, I, uh, first thing you do is you plug in the, um, electrics. There's always a post with your number on it. And then I got out the, uh, voltage regulator in case of any surges. You don't have those in Ontario, but that's the one I bought in Tennessee, with the help of my good friend, uh, Mr., um, what's his name there, Jason. Now, Jason, I, I cannot keep track of the number of things I'm subscribed to of his, and I just don't know one from another. It seems they change regularly. This is not a criticism or not slagging the guy here. I'm just making observations. Something pops up. Oh, another one. Oh, oh a different one. Oh, is this from a different place? Or different theme, different topic. So he's uh, he's just plugging away in all these different places. And and what's funny about it, if you want to look at it with a taste of humor, is he's always unplugging from other places. <laughs> he's like a madman at a circus, and he's in a room full of wall outlets. Sorry, Jason, I, I'm uh, I'm saying that because I believe the quarter cookie, or the half of the half that I bought moons ago on the Native Reserve... Uh, it may be just kicking in. And, uh, yeah, I thought I'd get to you before that happened, but I think, I think the buzz is well on the way. And that's all right. Like I say, I'm just starting the second beer. Everything's under control. I've just built the fire, laid it out. Um, I bought kindling and logs. Um, it's just so much easier than getting the axe out, especially in my condition. You know, hey, just buy a bag of kindling, man. You don't want to be swinging an axe when you can't stand on your own two feet. And, um, 
So I've got it laid out nicely, and of course I had a, brought with me extras, you know, newspaper, and uh, and then the two by fours uh, Daniel cut up for me. Yeah, what I wanted to talk, I have two things to talk about, and one of them I'm just going to avoid for now because it's a very heavy topic. And in fact, I think I've already dealt with it. I think I posted on Anthony Marco's uh, Facebook page a question. I needed an answer to, why are there so many statues of uh, George Floyd going up? No, I didn't phrase it that way. Not why are there so many. (sighs) You'd have to go and visit his Facebook page if you really needed to know exactly what was said. But uh, I asked him to explain patiently because I don't understand. And uh, he did. And I'm glad. I felt good about it. I felt good about the exchange. I wasn't pushing at him because sometimes I feel some friction there between Anthony, between Dave, between pretty well anybody. (laughs) Outside of myself. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah getting, I'm getting more gnarly. And that's okay. You know, you expect that with old age. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'm feeling pretty damn good. That, uh, boy, that did the trick. I was putting it off. Ah, wait till later, you know, wait till it start. I don't need that. And, you know, and then another, I think it was, I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you exactly the reason I had that little bit of cookie. It's because I just had an email from Barnacle Bill, and um, he was on his way downtown. wasn't sure what he was going to do today. He knew very well I would be off camping, and, you know, he doesn't have a car now, and the camping sort of has lost some of the fun for him. Uh, He went with Adam Greatrix and I uh, to Vancouver Island uh, several podcasts ago when I was out west with the road trek, and... um, I watched him pitch the tent, and boy, he just did it masterfully. And, and so he just seems, even though he's a year older, uh, considerably younger than me. Still in the 60s and still spry enough to do things. He says he gets lots of aches and pains and things. I mean, he, he wouldn't say he's in the picture of perfect health, but uh, compared to myself. Anyway, he wasn't sure what to do, so he said, hey, just maybe have a couple of talks and take a walk downtown, sit in a bench and make some notes and think about things. And I thought, by golly, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And next thing you know, I'm in the road track, opening the fridge, looking at my top shelf, finding all the cookies, and trying to remember. Okay, the $12 ones are the ones that just give you a body stone. Uh, but it's these $10 babies that you got to watch, you know? So anyway, that's where I went. And I'm glad I did. And I'm feeling on top of the world. And it is not just because I just had a cookie. It's it's just this continuing high that I, I've been on. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I joked at the beginning of this podcast. All right. Reach your, your goal of doing the Dixon James podcast is to reach a, a state of nirvana. Now, some people might argue, you know, hey, I don't think you're there yet, buddy. But I'll tell you, I have come a long way, and I'm in a very, very happy place. And I don't mind saying that, because, like, why wouldn't I? You know, if you're feeling good, you know, it's always this old Protestant thing, almost. You you don't brag. And if you're, well, if you're really feeling good, you wouldn't tell anybody. Well, whoa, what do you mean (laughs) I wouldn't tell anybody? Could that not be part of feeling good, being able to share your happiness, your joy? Uh, Father's Day... It really was wonderful. It lifted my spirits, and I think lifted all our spirits. Daniel and the three of us enjoyed it. The three of us enjoyed it, and it was so nice. And uh, that's that's probably the more important topic. 
and I knew I wanted to talk about it, and I waited until today. That was Sunday, this last Sunday. Now, good plan. She had bought a roast leg of lamb and said, well, we'll do that for Sunday. We'll make you a, a Father's Day dinner. And I thought, okay, good. I don't have to feel any guilt or do anything in the kitchen. I can just do. So we went out for a drive, and I said, oh, maybe two-hour drive, hour and a half, along Highway 7 and back along Highway 4, Totten Road. Uh, you know, you can get you're heading heading east, and you can get to some nice farmland and country land, but you're also always stunned because every time you drive by, it seems there's a new housing development going up where there used to be a farm. I mean, you're seeing this in real life, and 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 Uncle's comments, yeah, well, people want to come to Canada. Yeah, people need houses. Okay, good. I mean, the fact that we've we they, I'm, when I say we, I'm thinking my British heritage, my that stock, my family, my roots. Uh, my history, uh, we came and took a land from the people who are already here. That That's clear. That, that happened. That just was the march of history. Maybe that's one way of putting it. Um, and we're here now. Now, where was I going with this? Where was I going? Oh, yes. So... Here we are, just celebrating that time together. And here I am. I'm looking at my son. He's, you know, fifty percent Japanese. He's got, he's got a part of his character, part of his personality. My wife, one hundred and twenty percent Japanese. And um, my son had gone out, much to our surprise, and bought a nice bottle of uh, uh, Cabernet, a nice uh, red wine from Chile, but very nice, very nice. Go the roast. My wife didn't know he was doing that. And I didn't know he was doing that. And you know, I had all I had. The best I had down in the basement was a bottle of Beaujolais, which is a bit light for a roast lamb. And uh, anyway, he went out and got that, and it was so nice. And the three of us sat and we shared the bottle together, and we talked and we laughed. I had classical music. I always do. It's it's only a, a few times a year when we actually um, sit at the dining room table. You know, every other night, and it's fine. We we love the other nights. I mean, we're, it's Coronation Street and Jeopardy, uh, sitting, you know, with our uh, plates in our laps and eating from the living room, and we like that. But this was okay. This was going to be special, and we got into conversation, a variety of conversations from different, and everybody got to express themselves. I know I'm greedy when it comes to conversation. I know I hog a bit, uh, but um, we all talked and, and we laughed and we uh, I think we learned something about each other on that time which might seem an odd thing to say when you've been married 35 years or whatever but it was just good it was just it was it was good a good sharing and then afterwards uh, my son and I we poured a uh, glass of drembui and uh, an alka poured a scotch a Japanese I think a Namazaki scotch and um, then put on a kind of a ridiculous movie on uh, on uh, Netflix. But, you know, we shared it, you know. There were a lot of flaws in it. Yeah, yeah, not even worth talking about. But uh, the time together was special. Then just before the movie, my son, um, Dad, you're going camping Tuesday? Yeah. Well, I got you something. And he comes up and he's got this eight-pack of beer. Um that he had, each one different, that he had handpicked and thought I might like them camping. 
And, of course, that was the first beer I had. And oddly enough, it's not the second beer. Having told that story, I think, well, why aren't I... Why didn't I drink the... Uh, another one of the eight he got me? Instead, I reached for this... Krollstritzer Schwartz beer. Number one in Elamang. Uh It's a black beer. I like black beer, but I didn't. I don't know that now. I didn't want to get to do anything. Most of the beer I have is pretty light. They're pilsners and lagers. Uh, and then there was another one with UFOs on the cover, and it had, um, you know, it was six point something four maybe percent alcohol. I don't know. Usually it's two point six point two, but anyway, anyway, didn't have that. Having this, I I only wanted to conclude and say it was just such a such a wonderful time. And even the next day, we both looked back at it with, that was a nice time. That was a good Father's Day, and it was a, just a lovely present from my son. Um, yeah, it was, it was just all, and I, I felt good and I thought, I thanked them both for being a father. I did thank them both. I went out and got iced coffee for us. And I went and got the donuts for us and I, I, I wanted to give thanks back to them. Hey, thanks for letting me be a father and uncle for providing me with children. And, uh, oh, I did my part. I know. Um, that was, that was a joke. Sorry. Not funny. Um, and Dan, for uh, continuing to teach me a lot. And I started all this off with uh, mentioning Barnacle Bill and uh, why I had the token. And it's a full circle thank you to him, because this second book I'm putting together, and although I've got letters from Chris that I'm happy about, and more from my sister, and a lot more to put in the book. I mean, I'm easily going to fill these 400 pages without any hmm, fill put in, you know. It's all good stuff. Um, my wife had a friend, has a friend, and she said, a phone message, um, she's from another country, a friend of my wife, I, I don't want to go into it, it's kind of private. Uh, but just to mention, and, and told my wife, I, 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 I like Ken's book. And then uh, yesterday, sent her a quote, a passage she copied from the book, and sent it to my wife. And, and Nalco was quite kind of alarmed at first. Well, wow, you know, who's reading your book? How come I haven't read the book, and yet this my friend is telling me something you wrote in it? I'm sure it was about my love for Nalco. I'm sure this friend would have sent it, and maybe that's why she liked it so much. But it made Nalco a little bit uneasy. Like, you know, she just doesn't want... Because I mean, remember we we did we 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 eloped. That, that's um, that's going against the norms, uh, especially in Japan. But it was a thing to do, and uh, I look back and well, it couldn't have been any other way. And I'm just boy, I'm glad I just plowed on. <sighs> that sounded awful too, didn't it? Didn't mean it that way. Um. But I had to, I, I I had to, and and I look back and I'm, I, again, I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be able to look back at your life, things you've forgotten. I forgot 
I went to that Grand Prix, and it doesn't matter. I'm not I don't even have images in my mind or pictures of it, but I'm glad I did that. But in particular, this letter from 1979, this year of change, when I just wrote to Bruce, like, like, I'll never fit in. I'll never want to live in the suburbs. I'll never want to have a loan, a mortgage. I'll never want children. All of this stuff I wrote at that point in my life. And it was real. That was the burden. That's how I feel. And, you know, then gradually you get these, these changes. You know, maybe going back to university would be a good idea. And that seed was planted and... Somebody I know is going or signed up for Cusos joining. The seed was planted. Seeds get planted deep, deep, deep inside you. And the job is to sort of maybe let them come to fruition. You know, we're not talking crazy seeds here because unfortunately, some people plant six seeds. Ooh. And uh, that's that's not good. Not not that I, I don't want to get into something heavy here, but you know, it you know, it takes all kinds. Anyway, I'm a nice guy, rest assured. I'm just feeling happy about this podcast. I'm happy about my life. I'm happy about the road trek I'm sitting beside. I'm happy about the fact that I knew enough to look at a calendar, look up websites, book myself a little camping weekend, a little escape again. And just knowing, you know. But but also what, what's happening in my life is things are just flowing. There's, there's very little resistance. And God damn, that's a good thing. Anyway, yeah, I don't regret having that little cookie. I'm and I'm I am glad I only had a quarter. God. Now let's do our fraction study here. Okay, I had a half, and I had another half, but I ate I ate half of that other half. Okay, so I had a half, and I had a quarter. Um, you learn that stuff in school, you know. God damn me, yeah, I'm. Uh, I caught a buzz, all right. So I'm going to leave you off there. Uh, and, you know, I hope, I hope I can let you go. I, I, final thought on that whole damn thing. The parallel, the connection, the thread between writing letters and doing podcasts. I, I, I don't, so I'm surprised it took me so long to realize it serves the same need, you know? This is uh, number 849. We're getting on there. I'm, I'm banking on reaching 75 intact and, and knowing, still in control of my life. That's what I'm asking for. 75, right up to 76. And then, okay, anything else is, you know, extra bonus. But uh, give me that long anyway. All right. I'm going to shut the fuck up and... Uh, Enjoy the stillness. I think I'm the only one talking in the whole goddamn campsite. I hope my voice doesn't carry too much. It probably already has, and I wasn't aware of it. Scarborough Dude, signing off. I'm not getting into the van to ring the bell. You have to imagine the bell. Yeah, make your own ding. Ding, ding. Um... Yeah, it is um, Wednesday. I knew that because uh, Bruce had his poached egg. He also has poached egg on Wednesday mornings. And uh, it's June 23rd. Gosh, this is right at the time of final exams in uh, back at Lachine High. In the month of June, boys could take off their neckties, didn't have to wear them. And this was public school, not private school. But you had to wear 
clean, you know, solid color shirt. I, I guess they allowed stripes eventually. I don't know. But anyway, and a tie and uh, shoes you could polish. I know I've said this before, but no, no hush puppies, which I got in trouble for. Uh, anyway, uh, John Meadows just posted a link. This is truly frightening. The descent of the U.S. into authoritarianism is accelerating. And the headline is, Florida, student, Florida students required to register political views with the state to promote intellectual diversity. Now, I don't even want to read any more of that article. It's, it's just, just that headline is enough to think, oh, my God. I thought about that, I guess, a little last night around the fire. Uh, you know, really, people think, oh, Canadians, Americans, eh, the same. And, of course, if you ask on one level, uh, well, maybe a few levels, you know, culture, uh, in terms of pop culture, and, and the music, and the food, and all that, yeah, 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 and the clothing, everything, yeah. But, by God... We are not the same country, and our political leadership is not the same by any means. And um, it's frightening because you, you grow up. I mean, you grow up with Disney, Walt Disney, you know, and Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett and the, the good cowboys, and, and you sort of want to, you know, that's your conditioning. That's okay. Yeah, we know who the good guys are. Um, and then you realize, you start reading your first books, exploring a little bit outside what's the mainstream, you know, and by the time you get to university, and you start, whoa, they did that? What, they overthrew what that regime? Why? For financial gain? For political reasonings? To stop the dominoes from flipping over on each other? Oh, my God. And it, it really is frightening. I guess maybe one of the songs that came up was, uh, you know, Crosby, Sills, Nash, Four Dead in Ohio. And, and that always it does get you thinking. I was thinking last night, with all this talk of statues that's going on, a topic I'm still trying to avoid, um, I would like to see black, solid black statues of the four students, but in exactly the positions they were found. I'm sure there's photographs to, to enact it. You know, on the ground, like lying flat, but just on the campus and, and you know... I'm, there's probably buildings over the places now. I know they were going to build something over one of the buildings that uh, they wanted to treat as an important landmark. I mean, they just want to erase this history. But those, to me, those statues, the four students uh, killed by their own National Guard, um, that that's worthy of commemorating. Wow. What? They were, they shot them? Why? Well, there was protests going on and People were afraid it was getting out of hand, and oh, the students! You know, these were these were rebellious times. They were burning down ROTC offices. Hey, you you had to show who's in control. Anyway, <laughs> just getting into things I don't want to get into. I want to get into uh, where I am right now, sitting with my feet up in the hot sunshine at uh, Inver Huron Provincial Park. I've just finished lunch, which was the same as supper which was the leftover from the roast lamb dinner my wife so skillfully prepared uh, with potatoes and onion. And she had packed them in four separate containers. Actually, she took it to work and was going to eat it and brought it home and gave it to me and said, you got to take this. And uh, so roast lamb, plenty of it, very tender and tasty, but in with this gravy. 
she had made an in with you know separate onions and, and separate potatoes and of course I mixed them all in, put them in the microwave for five minutes and oh my god I got a meal. I even had a little glass of wine with it. It was so tasty and uh, of course posted that up on uh, you know what you may call it my favorite one. Nobody, I mean Twitter goes by so fast nobody has time to even look or comment on things but uh, Instagram you can get a little more feedback. It's a little more permanent. Ah. The other thing I was reflecting on, and I've talked about it before when you're camping, is the pleasure it gives you when you just know what you're doing. You know where things are. You know where things go. You know the order to do things in. Like I had, uh, you know, I ate last night, and I just left all the dishes in a big mess. I wasn't going to do them last night. No, I'm going to sleep last night around midnight, up at 7 to step outside and have a leak. And... um but no, just save them and then put on the hot water heater. So I got warm water, hot if I keep waiting. Uh, the water pump, so the water's flowing through the taps nicely, just as it should. Filled up the sink with soap <coughs> and all the dirty dishes and just took great pleasure. Set up a towel for drying. Great pleasure in washing everything and then eating lunch and then washing those leftover dishes. Uh, just satisfied like there was a task for the day and what's my next and then put in the firewood firewood was the last to go in because it'll be the first to come out so the firewood i didn't use last night that i hauled out of the van and set by the fire when i arrive at my new campsite in another hour or two that's the first that comes out goes right under the picnic table right by the fire and uh yeah so all i have to do now is unplug the van and Put, uh, put things away, and then carefully back out. It's really tricky. These are sharp turns coming in, and I'm always a little leery backing out. Like, it's all trees in all directions. Uh, and it does have me a little nervous. It would be easier if I could go the wrong way out and back up to the uh, left instead of the right, but I'm supposed to be um, heading left. Other people, I see them back their pickup trucks in with trailers, and they do it, you know, flawlessly. I'm I'm not that skilled a driver, and my sense of direction, especially looking in mirrors, it's, you know, I mean, if I can't even know how to put in a uh, credit card into a slot at a gas machine, a gas tank, I got trouble. Anyway, it's it just this just been a lot of pleasure. I've been reading, spent the morning reading uh, Henry Miller, um, the book I brought with me. Uh, the Happiest Man Alive, and um, also look through a couple of letters from the first edition of uh, Waiting for Now, my own book. I'm very frustrated to find, oh my God, more typing mistakes, wrong words, you know, just because I didn't really proofread it. I figured people, I guess people really don't pay that much attention, but if, I'm going to be a little more careful with this volume too, I'll tell you that. More of the spell checker and... Uh, for the whole document. Yesterday I changed the front cover, front and rear covers, um, and read through the dedication and the introduction, and, and a lot of that I don't want to change. I think I, I got it explained pretty well the first time around, so we'll see about that. That's the last thing to do. Um, and brought letters with me to read through, and I just, I don't know if I feel like it. It's just whatever I feel like it. I, I've spent most of this time with the earbuds in, listening to the music on my iPhone. Ever since I changed 
and made my um, uh, an older iPhone, iPhone 5, I guess. I made that my podcast listening device and took all the podcasts off, freeing up space on this thing, and now just use this for my music. By God, it's good. And the music, I've got just stuff, I'll hear stuff. Like, what the fuck is that? Like the soundtrack from The Subterraneans, the movie they made about Kerouac and his uh, black girlfriend. Uh, what a fine song- soundtrack. And other stuff, you know, that just, oh, wow. Didn't know I had that. And then you'll jump in and then suddenly you got a Philip Glass. And and I was tripping all of yesterday for, after eating that quarter cookie. It was just right. And put, man, it was a happy, a happy high. It was just, wow. Love the sounds of this. So, uh, yeah, I've got the other quarter of a cookie. And I'll have that today once I get set up in the new campsite. So I'm going to wind down here, close this off. And next time you hear from me, we'll be at McGregor Provincial Park on Lake Huron. Scarborough Dude. On this beautiful, sunny Wednesday, perfect day for camping, signing off. Bye for now. A bing, bing, bing. Yeah, ding-a-ling-ling. Oh, I... Oh, damn. Mosquitoes, they're very, very few, and they're slow. You know, sometimes mosquitoes are just relentless. They're really good. These ones, you can actually... They're slow, and you can actually kill them. I don't know if I've maybe had a bite or two, but uh, I'm not even aware of it. They just seem a different breed. Um, not very good at their job. And I'm not left being itchy. Anyway, I've talked in the past about my me, me, about mediating, and, and uh, I've probably bragged about having mediating skills. I just, I just had a near perfect encounter. If this had been filmed between me and the park ranger about uh, them asking me not to piss in the campsite, <laughs> and my first question was, "Is this a new rule? Is this a COVID rule?" Uh, listen, it is. It, I'm going to have a difficult time getting this out because I think the cookie's just kicking in. Wasn't expecting that. Um, damn, it was good. I mean, if you were keeping points at home, you know, like it was like a, a, a match of some kind in the fencing or sumo, and you had to comment on every little point during that thing or, or, or debate. But it was it was a it was a mediation that basically I was told not to piss. Uh, in my campsite, to go to the washrooms. They're not far. And I held back. I have a, a serious disability. It's very difficult for me to walk. Um, and that would be a problem for me. So we've got two positions. Now, here's what happened, okay? I need a leak. I have one place beside the truck, which I should have gone to the first place. It's, it's in the bushes, not visible from the road. There's another spot right here by the fire, by the fire pit. And there's a couple of big trees, but it's visible from the road. So I'm leaning on a tree, you know, with my back to people. And I hear a vehicle go by. And then I zip up and turn around and I see a mother and some kids going by on bicycles. Well, the vehicle comes by again. 
guy gets out. I said, hey, and I call out through the open window. There's two of them in it, woman and the guy. And I call out through the open window. Hey, is, uh, gosh, what was my opening line? I'm sorry, that should be critical, but uh, I thought it was something along positive, like, how are you doing? Or uh, No, it was, what's up? What's up? Hey, what's up? And I could tell he got out of it, parked the van, got out of it, was walking towards me, mask up. So I encounter, oh, would you like me to go and get my mask? No, no, it's it's okay, it's okay. He said, I, I noticed, we were driving by, and I noticed um, you were urinating on the tree, and, and we'd just like you to um, not do that, you know, sort of. I, I can't get his words verbatim, but it was basically, um, we don't. We don't want people urinating in their campsite. And I replied, you know, is this, is this a new rule? I, I've, I've never heard this before. Um, <laughs> and his answer was, you know, no, but, um, you know, sometimes kids go by and, you know, we, you know. And it was implying you don't want kids, you don't want kids to see an old man's weenie, basically, you know, especially if it's a flasher or somebody, you know, doing this. So just, hey, that's not cool. And it was very polite and it was very softly spoken. Canadian, very, very Canadian. No guns were drawn, I'm telling you. And um, so I said, oh, gosh, I've never, I've never been told that before. And then I went on to explain, you know, my disability makes it difficult for me to walk. And, um, and, and they said, well, yeah, yeah, I, I understand you seem a very reasonable man. And the conversation went on back and forth, back and forth. But in, 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 basically I'm, what I'm doing is I'm building up, look guys, I'm going to piss here again. Uh, I'll just be more careful next time. I said, you know, it's funny because just then I saw the woman going by and I felt embarrassed and, and said to myself, I, I should have found a better spot. And I think he liked that, you know. So they know, hey, this guy's not just here to, you know, fuck you. You can't tell me where to piss. That, I mean, that's one approach, right? <laughs> you can't tell me I can't piss my own campsite. You're going to stop me? Why, you're going to keep checking? You're going to put cameras in? Uh, no, it didn't go that direction at all. It went to the point that I'm a very reasonable old man and I need to piss in my campsite. <laughs> I, I it, honestly, it was such an easy. And you know what I said as he drove off? I said, "Listen, you, you know, I did it in a mouse day. Held our hands together. I said, you, you, uh, you handled that really well. You handled that really well. Thank you very much. Uh, like giving him, complimenting him on how well <laughs> he basically ended up giving me permission to piss in my campsite. You know, just like, okay, hey, we're not going to bother you anymore." Um, that is, that is very, very funny. Honestly, I, I, I if I. The whole thing would have been, you know, I mean, there I could probably write that script for a movie. I think it was just, it was just, it was nice. Like it's, and that's what I try to do in life. I try to be nice, you know. Sometimes it's a challenge, depending on the people. And if he had been, you know, some old jerk giving me a hard time, and uh, you know, it might have gone a different, different way. There would not have been violence, you know. I don't think they would have brought out. Uh, tasers or anything but uh, no this was yeah hey thanks guy you got the message and I ended up I ended up saying I hope nobody else, I hope nobody gives you a hard time tonight you know on your rounds so uh, I just oh god
Oh, that fucker is full of blood. Ah, just disgusting, you know? When you get a mosquito, like he was fat, full. I've got blood on my arm. The stinger is still there. Blood on both hands. i got to go get a... I should have them out here anyway, a little wipe if I'm going to be eating chips and things. Uh, anyway, I, honestly, that was just so enjoyable. It was so enjoyable. And, of course, the fact that I was kind of high while it happened didn't uh, didn't spoil it any, I'll tell you. All right. I'm in the van. I'm climbing up. Oosh. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to blast my music loud tonight because that would definitely be a, okay, okay. This guy might be some trouble. This old geezer in Site 91. Um, no, I won't be doing anything, getting carried away, throwing logs, singing Bob Dylan, doing any of that shit. No, no. All right, let's get back to the beer and, uh, settling down. I love the way these cookies work. They just kind of ride up on you. And, uh, that's quite nice. All right. Ooh, gonna light the fire soon. I've built it. That's what you do. You do it in daylight. When you're sober, build the fire. Oh, lots of kindling, lots of paper. And uh, we'll get this baby going for the night. And uh, boy, I might go through my whole wood supply tonight. Yeah. Well, I bought it for the first night. So I bought one. Yeah, my God, it should have last. I want it to last me the, the three nights. All right, we'll see. Anyway, Scarborough Dude signing off. Uh, hope you enjoyed that little um, re-encounter. Bye for now. And good morning. It is Thursday, June the 24th, 2021. And uh, I'm still sitting in my campsite. It's when I first came, I complained, oh, this is one of the shittiest ones I've ever been to. Uh, but it is a drive through which is really nice. You pull in one way. I've got the van parked right against a, a row of hedges and trees. So it's in the shade, it's nice. And then I just drive forward to get out after I've unplugged it. So that's kind of nice. And uh, I, will do, I will be doing that today. I will uh, unplug, put the cord away, and uh, drive off to the beach area, I think, and get in some sunshine and relaxation and whatever, read a bit more. And uh, then when I come back, it's just a question of opening the locker, pulling out the cord, plugging it back in, and we're all set to go. That's it. Like, there's no leveling. There's no setting up. There's no, there's nothing else. You just plug the damn thing in, and the power's there. It's wonderful. Uh, the only way I could camp now. Well, speaking of which, I, I was posing the question, what is the purpose of a trip like this, of going off camping for a few days? Um... And I guess there's a, a lot of different answers, depending on who you are, why you're going, when you're going. But it just, it's an escape, for one thing. It's getting out of the box that you're normally connected to, you know, with your TV and your kitchen and your chores and your everything. You know, that's good, that's fine, but there's I think there's a frame of mind that goes with routine and, and the normal life. And coming out to a campsite, just on, especially on your own, uh, it's a very different experience, and it, it's you're you're left with a lot of time to reflect. And and to me, that's we need more of that in life. And I am the reflective type, maybe not as deeply as I should be, 
I seem to be getting hung up last night. I was reflecting on all my possessions and thinking they should all be labeled part of the uh, either Scarborough Dude private collection or the Dixon Janes collection. Uh, I'm not sure which is the most appropriate. Uh, and so things like the cola nut dish I keep going back to. I mean, to me, that is just such a wonderful item. And somebody might say, oh, it's worth $5 at a bazaar sale. Yeah, it could be. Or it could be worth $200 because it is a one-of-a-kind. It's an absolutely wonderful thing, and it's got a history. And I said, well, what kind of history? Well, I was bought in Nigeria and used there and brought back here. It's a cola nut dish. It's now on a prominent display in the Scarborough Dude's bar. And then the question comes, yeah, but how does that make it valuable? Like, who is this Scarborough Dude that was somebody, if it was somebody famous? Ah, I understand why people would want that, but why would they want something uh, from somebody who's just not that well-known, just within his little circle? And and this is what I've been struggling with, because I really, there's a part of me that thinks I should be better known. I should be a somebody. And I I keep going back to the library. Okay, there's, I've spent 50 years building that library, and it is a Fine, fine library. I mean, you've got... The beats are well covered, believe me. And the fringe, you know, the uh, Ginsberg and uh, Burroughs and other writers. And then you've got a Timothy Leary collection, which is big. And then a Henry Miller, a long shelf of Henry Miller stuff. And then all the fringe that sort of attaches to the the 60s and, and um, alternate thinking. And, and these, you know, one of a kind, the Greening of America, books that were... We're something at one point. Um, there's just a lot there. And it's just a shame one by one to get rid of a book. You want to have the whole collection indexed and labeled. So, okay, here. You're buying a book from that collection that includes this and this and this. It's like, it's like wanting to put the things up uh, at an auction which you do when somebody's famous. But what do you do if you're just the Scarborough dude? You're just known within a small circle of podcasters or Ken Ball within just a, a few people who've read the book you just put out and said, oh, that's yeah, that's good. I like it. It's interesting. Um, how, do you, how do you rise to another level? Who do, you, who do you talk to? How do you convince people? The archives, the Dixon Janes archives, this 20-year zine, of authentic voices, people who are just ordinary Canadians and Americans writing in something over the years and having their voices. It's content. I guess what I'm getting at is I have decades upon decades of content. Start with what you're listening to right now, the Dixon Jeans podcast. 15 plus years every week. 800 and, well, right now, 49 episodes. God, of a one guy talking. What's going on in his world, in his life, in his week? And, and it may be, well, it's not very interesting. Yeah, but it's it's real. It's contents. It's a diary. It must be worth something over time from somebody from the future. And what I'm getting at, it's nobody now because everybody wants to think they're special and they're famous and deserve to be all the respect I'm asking for. But at some point in the future when somebody wants to do a study, well, you've got, you've got, 15 years of a podcast of the same guy talking every week. 
you've got 20 years of a zine, same guy editing, but choosing writers and writing his own pieces, but also getting his friends in, this wide circle of interconnected friends. Um, then you've got boxes of letters written by friends to him, Bruce, from Bruce, from Chris, from girlfriends of the past, from, from family, from parents, all his letters from his sister, detailed letters, handwritten, boxes of them. And then, right now, you've got box, binders full of letters that Ken wrote to people over the years, starting in 1969, going right up to, what, 93 or something, to the advent of uh, the takeover of email. There's content in there. This photo, some very good photos. You might say, no, no, that's, that's something separate. Everybody's a photographer. Well, there's some good ones. Again, going back to 67, 66. It's just that I, I, I'm in my mind when I'm high. This is the problem. You see, this is the problem. It's when you're high, you can start thinking yourself as being important. And these ideas are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Find somebody who wants to buy the whole library or, or a college or university who wants, yeah, all right, I'll take that guy for future study, for future students. 50 years down the road when people are, they don't they don't want to just be sorting through emails. See, I want to be a project of somebody in the future, a student. You, you can dig up all you want on Facebook and email. All that be available, but wait, whoa, whoa. Let's go, let's go back a little further and get original archives, original handwritten letters from and to this guy. Yeah, now that's, that's some meat there. That's got a lot more than just all these fucking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter posts that we can dig out. So that's where I'm at. Uh, the problem, of course, at the end of all this is, well, I'm not famous, and so this won't go anywhere and, uh, until there's a change in my noteworthy status. And uh, there's a very good chance that won't happen, you know? Good chance that won't happen. Anyway, that's okay. I'm glad I shared that little bit with you. Uh, make of it what you will. Uh, but that was what I, I, I wanted to reach out and say, look, I, I just need a manager. I need a visionary. I need somebody who can see into the future. I need. I see this business opportunity. I see selling these things piece by piece, you know, like I'm doing on the uh, on the YouTube videos. Well, here we are. How about this spoon? You know? I was asking. I think my asking price for the spoon, about $20, $25? Well, God damn, that's worth 25 bucks. Easily. This spoon is the prized possession See, there's somebody else. This is the thing you got to you got to connect. Okay, so why there has to be a story when you sell the item when it goes in this little boutique shop or wherever or online, online if you have to. And you're buying this spoon. You're getting the story. It goes no, that spoon has been across the country any number of times. That spoon was bought in 1975 at Honest Ed's, uh, right up on Bloor and Bathurst there, when the Scarborough dude first came to Toronto to start thinking he was going to write his first book. And bought this spoon. Needs some basics in this spoon, a dish. Well, that spoon's still going around. It's number one. Like when I go into my drawer, and I, I'm I'm always happy when I see this made in Japan, red-handled plastic spoon. Like that is a one of a kind spoon. This is a thing. 
one of a kind with with history, with authenticity, with authenticity, authenticity, with a story, with a pedigree. Okay, the spoon, for example. So how to convince somebody? Is it after I'm dead? Yeah, that's possible. You know, do you want just a free-for-all? People grab it. If if they just grab the spoon, you think they're going to treasure it? Oh, I lost. No, I lost it in the championship. Can't remember where I put it. Must have fallen out of something. What? Treasure that spoon, man. Treasure it. Feed your firstborn with it. (laughs) No, no, no. Draw a line there. Put it in. Put it in a frame. It. You know. Put a nice little glass showcase. Put it up on the wall. That's the thing. You know. If I was famous, I could get away with this. But being a nobody, an average person, and, and what I'm trying to do is, figure, well, how do you make average? How do you beef up average to make it, hey, what's unique about me is that I'm not all that bright, and I am very average, and I'm not exceptional in a lot of ways. got imagination, but I've, I've steered through my life well. I mean, again, and apologies, folks, how this comes across. You know, it's just, I, I just, I got to say it. I feel I've lived life very skillfully. I've done an amazing job getting through life somehow. I had whatever, the, the equipment, the, the the drive, the needs, I guess. Part of it was need-driven, need for friends, need for, because, you know, I moved. So, all right, you got to make new friends. And you got to hang on to them because you lose the old ones and you'll be sad. So you start, you, you, you develop these skills. And then you're feeling very insecure and inadequate, and so you, you go out and adventure. You do things to prove you can do something. Like Nigeria, like the one-way ticket to Japan, like the one-way ticket to Europe in the first place. 1969. Like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. And part of it, going full circle here, part of it is sitting in this campground talking to you now, is to push myself a little to say, yeah, I can still do this. I'm still independent. I'm still driving my life. And that's what I was thinking about by the fire last night, watching the coals, thinking about this again. I go back to this letter from 1979, driving around in my little orange uh, uh, Datsun 510. Great, great little car with a black roof. And uh, that was the one I was racing along up to Valleyfield, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, and then feeling, well, here you are now. That's 1979. Now it is 2021. Holy fuck, man. And what are you doing? You're looking out at your road trek. You got a fucking prize, 2008 road trek 190. I mean, that is a piece of equipment. This is, this is a beaut. How the fuck did you ever end up with it? You had a car that friends had to push to get it going, and now... You go, so how did you manage that? You've been lazy all your life. You never wanted to work that hard. How did you manage? You got a house? It's got to be worth over a million dollars now in Toronto real estate market. How the fuck did you do that? Well, a lot of it is step by step in these letters. You know, how did I get to here? Is it really, is that when, it, when everything seems so random and yet in the randomness, underneath in this time of drifting, with no focus, there was always a seed. I think I mentioned that before. There's always a seed gets planted. Go back to school. Get a more serious relationship. Uh, you know, try this challenge. Uh, 
take this on. And again, right in the middle of that, the uh, 19-watt 73. Um, the um, campers. The 1973-74, going for group therapy and having my whole world outlook shifted by the work of Dr. Knobloch. Or maybe it's Knobloch. I don't know. Um, from his experimental, you know, group therapy program at UBC. A change. Hey, I'm not the only one who's weak and afraid and fragile and insecure. Everybody I look at is. They just hide it in different ways. So all those are lessons learned. Anyway, talking of pushing yourself to do things, like to book this camping trip and come out here. Uh, today I said, you know, come on. I, I, I had a few talks last night around the fire, and so I woke up maybe early... And then next thing you know, it's 9.45 a.m. Holy fuck, I'm still in bed? Yeah, I went back to sleep. Uh, that uh, dope does that to me. Knocks off my sleeping patterns, changes them. But that was okay, because I was late at night and, uh, you know, woke up a few times. Um, anyway, decided, okay, man, you know, hey, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't just grab something for the microwave. Get that sausage you cooked over the fire last night. Cut it up, slice it up, put it in the pan... Open up the uh, the burner, throw in some butter, chop up some onion, throw in some onion, cook the onion and sausage together, mix up a couple of eggs, scramble them, throw in some uh, spice and a little bit of cheese, toss that into the mix, and then just cook it all together. Eggs, onion, sausage pieces. And uh, you got yourself a nice hot breakfast, which is just what I did. Haven't made coffee yet. I've got to, I think I'm going to go for... Uh, tea today. I could use the like, heat water in the microwave. I don't think I'm going to make a pot of coffee. It's, you know, just don't need it. I got all kinds of teas and I'm drinking cold coffee right now. I bought a whole quart of it or a liter of iced coffee. It's in the fridge. Having the fridge, having the microwave, having that propane burner. Oh my God. This is, uh, this is camping the easy way. Anyway, I've just really enjoyed I'm very sad about the end of Henry Miller's life and uh, the number of times he was taken in by women. Oh, my gosh. Hokey, the worst, this Japanese woman, who, a singer in a jazz club who was just, I think, just a bit of a slut. Uh, Hitler, uh, Hitler. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, where did that come from? Miller uh, fell in love with her and... Uh, just, you know, she wouldn't have sex with him. She moved in a couple of people into his home, a couple of friends from Japan who freeloaded, ordered booze on his account. Uh, they'd occasionally give him a massage or something. He was pretty well an invalid by this point. Uh, but she just, and she, he bought her a Jaguar and she was out in the town every single night. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he was a character. I guess that's what I like. I like the people who are outstandingly unique. And that would be, Henry Miller, Timothy Leary, Jack Kerouac. And we'll even throw in an Allen Ginsberg there. Uh, you know, people who are pretty pretty special and just did things their way. Takes courage, takes strength. Uh, and it takes kind of a, a twisted mind sometimes. Anyway, enough. I've been blathering on for quite a while. Uh, I hope I'm not embarrassed about sharing what I've just shared with you, but... Uh, it is about the importance of my stuff. 
this collection. I would just like to think it went into the hands of somebody who wanted it. I'm trying to think. I've got, I'm, I'm aiming to 75. If it's going to be a third book, it has to be written by 75. And it wouldn't be letters. It'd be, it'd be something different, filling in the gaps. Uh, but we'll see how, if that ever comes to be. Uh, the other thing is preparing for my funeral, preparing for the end of, of, you know, preparing to move out of the house and, and what to do with things, how to get rid of them. I've already talked to the Great Escape bookstore and said, you know, that would be one option for her to buy the whole collection. Um, but um, she might just want to say, no, I'll take this, 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 and this, and I want all the rest. And I don't know if I want to go that way. But So that's that's something. But I just the piecemeal... And then there's the other thing. Is okay, can you just set up your own shop, you know? You've got a Canada Post account already. Just, you know, make make a website. It's easy enough. And uh, just put all this stuff up for sale. So, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Scarborough Dude, signing off. It's getting hot. It's a wonderful breeze. I am going to go to the beach, but uh, i got to do some dishes and uh, maybe get... Prepare a little lunch in advance, maybe. Bye for now. Chick, chick, chick. Chicken in the tummy. Chicken in the tummy. Had that cold chicken that I uh, barbecued uh, for my family a while back. Some left over, so I had that. For a lunch down at the beach, spent about an hour and a half down at the beach. But, uh, found a little bench I could sit on in the sand and uh, bare feet, and it was just nice and calm. Bit of a breeze. It was, it was lovely. And then came back to find somebody had gone into my site and taken my two bags of firewood, one of kindling, one of logs, just enough for a really nice fire tonight. Just enough with a couple of two by fours that I had extra. They left those but took the two bags. And it is such shitty behavior. I mean, it's clear there's a sign on the post. The guy who's at this spot, you know, doesn't leave until tomorrow. But uh, I would have, I've took the vehicle out, so there's no vehicle or trailer on site. But there were two boxes there, one with papers, even with my name on it, you know, papers for starting a fire, and then the two-by-fours in a box. Left that, but just grabbed the two bags. I don't like it. I, 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 you know, it's just shitty behavior. You don't do that. But then right away I think about, oh my God, what are some of the things, shitty things I did when I was young? Uh, you know, just the noise, making noise at a campground, for example, because you're drunk. Um, stupid things. So, you know, I'm not feeling hard done by. I'm just, I'm annoyed at these people, and I'm waiting for the ranger to go by. The guy who told me not to pee in the uh, my campground, I want to tell him, hey, by the way, there's, you know, greater crimes are committed in this park. People are steering, stealing firewood. Um, but it did cause me to sit and think, okay, well, you know, let's get this in perspective. What does it feel like to be, say, a Palestinian and having your... Your land stolen. That you know it was your ancestors' land. You know that it's it's occupied. It's somebody's got it. You can't get it back. You have no way of getting justice. You're just really pissed. You know that that's one of the things. 
I'm watching people go by. Every, everybody is a suspect. Everybody who goes by this campsite is a suspect. I even walked into a spot where they had a yurt people stay at. And there was a bag, an empty bag and one bag. One empty bag sort of discarded. I, I kind of thought it was mine. But if it wasn't, you know, you can't tell. Okay, with those pieces, are they, they look for me. Yeah, they do actually. But what if I had taken somebody else's thinking it was mine and they come back and find, hey, my wood's stolen. And, you know, hey, that's not the answer. So I had to leave that. Um, but the, the greater injustice, you know, the Native people now talking about their children taken from them by the thousands, taken off to uh, schools to make them, turn them into Canadians, beat the savage out of them. Uh, this, you know, children lost, lives lost, land lost, freedom lost, uh, you know, slavery, oh my God, and things that still go on today. Um, just, it's horrific. So basically it amounts to, I'm not allowed to feel bad about losing my firewood. A little minor annoyance I can express, you know. And like I say, if I saw the ranger go by, I would flag him down and tell him, not that it would get me free firewood. And I mean, I, I, I was at the point where, okay, now do I unplug again and drive back to the camp store and buy more firewood? And then, just then it started to rain a little bit, sprinkle. And I thought, no, I'll take that as a sign. Hey, you don't need a fire tonight. You've had two fires. You can do without one night. You know, I mean, it is part of the camping experience, but... So is uh, with this road track. So sitting inside, listening to the stereo, cooking something, getting cozy, you know. That's part of it, too. So that may be how the evening goes. So that's it. This is the uh, Thursday. It's uh, not quite 5 o'clock in the afternoon. There are a few mosquitoes and things out. There were flies down at the beach. It felt like they were nipping at your legs. And uh, definitely a few itchy spots on mosquitoes. Not horrendous. Not like... I've been through much, much worse uh, mosquito-infested areas working on the Prince George Railway. That was one. Uh, but, um, yeah, things are okay. I've, I've enjoyed delving back again into Henry Miller in, in prep for when my new book arrives of stuff I haven't read yet. Um, quite a, a complex character. And uh, certainly misunderstood by a lot of people and taken advantage of by a lot of people. As so many artists are very generous in his soul and his spirit. All right. Scarborough Dude from uh, McGregor Provincial Park. Signing off. Bye. Uh, bye. Check. 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 Sitting under the awning, I had, it took me about three turns of, uh, you know, sitting, having the rain come down, pick up the chair, open the door, put the, put the chair, sit in the road track, stop straining, come back out, set up the chair, and so on. So I realized, well, you know, if you wanted to sit outside, you would just put up the awning, don't be lazy. And it came down to that, it came down to having to push myself just a little bit, hey... What's the right thing to do? 
It's going to rain just a little bit. Okay, put the awning out, protect yourself, sit there so you can still be outside. That's where you want to be. Um, so that's exactly what happened. But it was that need to push myself to say, hey, no, get up and do that. Um, but it's got me to this little point now. This, this little, it's kind of a scary place of just, ooh, that feeling of uh, not even an if, but when uh, I become dependent on somebody else. Like, oh, 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 you don't want to deal with that. You do, just don't want to do that. So part of it was like coming out and coming here, camping and being self-sufficient, feeding myself, doing the right thing. Gee, today might be, today's probably going to be a non-drinking day. I just made some tea. I don't need alcohol. Okay, that's fine. No big deal. And, um... I might even have a shower. And yes, use the facilities. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. But there was that shivering fear of, uh, oh, there will come a time when, no, I can't do that, when I would need help for this or or whatever. I was just, I was going into that uh, image of, not being independent anymore. And, and uh, it's, it's, to me, it's just quite frightening. Oh, fuck, no. But uh, anyway, I don't have to deal with that now, so I should probably park that and get back to focusing on the uh, on the immediate present. I, mean, I, I just ate another quarter of the cookie, and it, it actually, in this case, seems to vary, but it's, it's taking me tad too high, perhaps, or a little too tweaked. Too fired up, too turned on, you know. I gotta ride, uh, ride this, smooth this out a little bit, you know. So that little bit of uh, anxiety, that little bit of that fear of growing old. Oh fuck! And this, you know, could be saying, okay, this is a stand against it. No, I just booked this place, came out, drove, gave myself three days camping. Good for you keep on doing things like that and there's that little bit of fear of yeah but maybe I won't want to you know uh, and it'll just become more difficult oh fuck man do you have to keep pushing yourself so it really comes down to uh, keeping your health and uh, doing the right thing or things listening to advice and uh, so you can live a little longer, a little healthier, knowing inevitably what's coming, you know. But uh, get not bad years as many as possible. Anyway, we're going to park that. We're going to park that. We're going to park that. Yeah, I've been sitting here alone with my thoughts, and uh, that's where I went. <sighs> that breeze is so nice. It is a nice view. Tall trees, they're just, just, blow they are blowing back and forth in the wind. They're waving, they're way tall. And uh, it's nice, just sitting 
amongst them. That's all my. That's all I see now. My whole view is just trees. I should take a picture of this. Oh, yeah. Feel that breeze. It's refreshing. It's a gentle wind. All right. I'm going to uh, park this and take a picture instead. Bye for now. Check for authenticity. Check for authenticity. Thank you. Uh, my job for the past two hours, I would guess, maybe more, has been just to look up at the trees I'm facing uh, and watch them dance in the breeze and listen to them. Uh, and I've been doing that obediently. Um, you know, and just minimize the distractions. Don't record as I'm doing now, but I gave myself special permission. Thank you very much. Um, staying away from Facebook and uh, Instagram as much as possible, but not entirely successful. Uh, but just, just um, focus in on this. Nothing else. I got, I got, I had, I had that quarter cookie. I did get a little too high again. I did get kind of a little bit of some. They we're not paranoid thoughts, but uh, unpleasant thoughts about. Um, yeah, a future when you're not in control of your, when I'm not in control of my life anymore, you know, dependent on somebody for just daily living. Oh my God, no, stop me before then. Um, but anyway, you know, entering these spaces that you do sometimes on your, on your own, but I, but I've made it into a little bit of a discipline for myself. I'm not having any alcohol today. That's, uh, Thursday. Just decide. No, you don't. Uh, you don't need it, and it's not bad. My wife encourages me. You know, have a day, or more than one, of several days without alcohol, and I realize now I don't. I mean, it's not even like I feel. Oh, I really want a beer now. You know, or that craving. And I don't have the craving for it. Also, I've got a like a a, a container plastic box full of junk food, chips and snacks and nuts and just a lot of crap, none of which I'm interested in either. So this may be a turning point for me. I'm, I'm being thinking, hey, Ken, you ought to live a few more years. You, you want to get a grip on things now. You want to, you want to get a little healthier. You want to start looking after yourself. You got to get some exercise. You know, you got to get into routine you got to join, you know, get a membership in one of these places where uh, you can have somebody telling you what to do, monitoring your attendance behavior. There's one tree in particular that really puts on a show, really leans over. The bark is, is all black. You'd think maybe that tree is just dying. Uh, it's off on a... Okay, what if it was the hours of a clock? This would be yeah, pretty well. It's pretty well at one o'clock, um, and then it sways a lot when the breeze picks up. It's like it's the one. It's the the showgirl, the one to follow on stage, and that's what this has been. This has been this. This is my backdrop. Is okay. Just minimize things here for a bit. Just. Look at the trees, listen to the trees, that's all you need to do. That's all you're required to do. That's all you should do. 
And uh, that's what I have been doing. And uh, now I have to take time out to tell you about it. <laughs> we do that on the Dixon Jane's podcast. So I'm going to go back to looking at the trees and uh, listening to them. I've, I've, I've enjoyed the music so much the first two nights. And I'm just kind of um, telling myself, no, cut down the outward, outside stimulation. Just listen to the trees. Just be be here where you are, you know, with these uh, these trees in the woods here. A little breeze coming off Lake Huron. It's quite nice. So just uh, shut up and listen. I guess uh, you can tell that's rain coming down. And um, for most people, raining when you're camping is a real drag, especially if you've got kids, you know. People yesterday were all riding their bikes up and down. We're close enough to the beach where you could bicycle to the beach, just trails through the park. So great fun when the weather's nice, but when it's raining like this, 10.30 in the morning, it's coming down pretty steady. Uh, not so fun, but for yours truly, <laughs> I'm sitting here with a shit-eating grin on my face, so cozy under the um, awning that I put out last night. And last night there was just a little bit of rain, and would come down just lightly, just passing over, you know. And uh, as I mentioned, I finally decided, no, put it, just open the awning, leave it out all night. And now it's wonderful. I can I can actually just sort of stand up and push against the top and whoosh, a whole bucket of water uh, goes down around the edges, but I am perfectly dry, riding, sitting right in the center, back to the road trek, um, feeling cozy and comfortable, you know? Now, if I have to take a walk up to go and have a dump, well, it's a little different. I'm going to get wet, but um, for now... There's no need for me to move. I'm sitting here, I'm reading the Henry Miller. Uh, I've just, I mentioned, I guess, had breakfast. I'm going to make a a tuna melt a little later on. That's my treat for the day. And eh, driving, driving home in the rain is okay. For the first, or the, the, a good half of the drive is pretty rural roads, not much traffic. And that, that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. Uh, getting on to the 401 at 4 in the afternoon, 3.30, that's not so much fun. But, uh, hey, I got out and that was what it was all about. And, and I've reassured myself, yes, I'm quite competent. I can still do things. I think when I got a little high, I really did get a little nervous about what if. Because in the dark, I'm much shakier on my feet. And getting out of the, in and out of the chair, I've got to be extra careful. Uh, but now, you know, in daytime when I can see, uh, and I'm not impacted by uh, having eaten a cookie, I'm, I'm feeling quite safe, quite in control. I don't have to worry at all. But boy, I, I did have some, uh, yeah, a few concerns last night. And, you know, those times when you're alone, just reflecting, and I forced myself to reflect. I, I wouldn't allow myself a distraction of music or anything else. I had to just face the trees and deal with whatever thoughts came into my mind. 
And that, that was a good exercise. It was a good thing to do. So here I am. Not much more to share. Uh, this is, I, I probably, I don't know how much I've recorded. I did listen back. Uh, I will not edit out anything. But this may stretch into uh, two podcasts. I mean, I have been to two campsites. And uh, I'm not quite ready to finish off yet. So anyway, I just thought I'd uh, share a little bit of the rain. How about we just dump some of the rain so you can hear that sound, okay? So you'll know how heavy. Just pushing up now. There we go. Second one. There we go. Um, This awning. What a blessing. What a wonderful feature of the road track. Just perfect hand crank. This thing, I was so lucky to get this in in working order uh, and everything. I mean, even to, you, you know, use the hot water heater. Jesus Christ, this is wonderful. The microwave, this, all this shit works. Yeah. The only thing I'm not using is the toilet. And just, no, 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 no. Dealing with draining the, the pipes is not pleasant. I think the uh, macerator or whatever it is that I have may not be functioning and may need some repair. I don't really need that. It's gravity-fed. You can just dump the tanks. But so far, all I've emptied is like a dishwasher into the uh, gray tank. So it'll be it'll be a long time before I actually have to drive up to one of these filthy-smelling places and, and drain the... Uh, the uh, the black and the gray tanks. So, Scarborough dude, gonna get back to Henry Miller. Uh, now he's married and uh, raising children and still poor and sending out letters asking for money and donations and food and diapers and whatnot. Still living in Big Sur. Bye for now.